what's good everybody sorry for the wait uh back with uh chapter eight of the super shorts podcast um had a lot going on personally uh little man's been in the hospital back and forth just uh he's doing better uh hopefully he will be back home with us soon um but for now you know uh trying to get these episodes out uh very excited about the end of the season and we're definitely getting into the meat of some things now um so this chapter is going to pick up with the drama of uh aria and amber what went on there i mean what kind of friendship is this <laughs> you know what i mean like you should be everybody should be asking themselves like what kind of friend would do the type of nonsense that aria's done to amber i mean it's madness right now and you know jackson's Never mind, man. Just wait until y'all hear the episode. Here we go. We're going to go ahead and jump into it, and then we'll get back to the outro and uh, get y'all into a new episode. So love y'all. Hope y'all enjoy it. Chapter 8. Inside. What? Where am I? Arya, what? What the hell did you do? Where's my dad? Did you kill them? Amber yells increasingly concerned as she wakes groggily. The room seemingly quaked at Amber's anger. Arya noticed it and looked behind her quickly in the direction of the door to the room. No, Amber. Now you know your daddy ain't about to let nobody kill him when you're in danger. That's why I knew I had to get you here. We know he's coming, but I needed this time to talk to you, to show you. Arya responded, attempting to consciously kneel beside her on the floor. Amber looked around the room, trying to make out where she was. It was a top-of-the-line facility, everything shining and glistening around them in pristine shape. She stared around the room as she started to stand and look around inquisitively and intrigued. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I knocked you out, but I did it with my powers to try to help you see. Dr. Green, she's the one who saw something special inside me. She helped and trained me to get to the point where I'm not afraid to use it anymore, to not dim my light to allow others to shine brighter. I don't have to suppress my power. It's who I am. It's a part of me and whoever fears it can go to hell. They're just hating because it's not theirs. Arya said, standing and sliding past Amber, to walk toward a window in the room. Who is Dr. Green? How did you feel like it was going to help your cause to bring me here against my will while my father was watching? You know he's going to kill you, all right? He won't stop until he gets me back. Amber said, still wowing at the equipment in the room as she stared around the room, taking in everything. Do you remember the substitute teacher I told you about at the school? The one that took me home when all that craziness went down with trespassing them? Aria asked Amber as she drew closer to the window in the room. Of course I remember. You talked my head off about how smart she was and how down for us she is. That she's the only teacher that ever made you feel truly appreciated for your complexion. Amber said now close enough to look through the window. This, this is what I meant that she helped produce. All of these kids here are just like us. They have powers, but they've been forced to suppress them. It's bad enough we're black. Imagine being black and having powers. Unifying, 
uniting to balance the scales. Arya said almost teary-eyed as her voice started breaking. But how? Where did they... How did she... Amber began to ask one of the questions blowing through her mind as she watched the kids practice their powers with each other in the next room. From you. They got all of this from you. It's been there the entire time. You were the spark that lit the fire. Dr. Green interjected, walking up behind Arya and Amber. Amber turned surprised to see Dr. Green sincerely and warmly smiling at her as she approached. You are where we got all of this. Do you understand what's inside you? The literal black girl magic you're made of. Has anyone ever told you, better yet, shown you who you are? Dr. Green asked as she touched Amber's shoulder, lightly and looked toward the window where the kids were continuing to train. Amber looked on with her at the kids practicing in awe and feeling an amazing sense of belonging. I don't understand what you mean they got it from me. I don't even know them. Amber said in confusion. Do you need to know them to connect to them? I know you feel it. The pull of seeing other kids your color and your age just like you. That longing for someone else to understand what you've always known and felt, but had to suppress for the comfort of others. You've been in connection with your powers far longer than you were willing to show. Haven't you, baby? Dr. Green said, giving Amber a reassured and warm smile. Amber's eyes fill with more confusion, and something in the pit of her stomach turns. Her eyes start to well up with tears, as she has a flash in her mind of the first time she'd ever noticed her powers. Jax had been over to see her, and they had an amazing time. It'd been so long since he'd seen her, and her heart was blasting a mile a minute when he said he had to go. As he exited the door, and her mom tried to hold her back, with Jax crying turning away from her so she couldn't see his tears, she put her hand out in front of her. In the moment, the air around her seemed to quake. And suddenly, Jax wasn't walking anymore. She burst from her mother's arms and hugged Jax, begging him not to go. They hugged each other for a long time, crying. Jax tried to be strong for her, but melted on her shoulder. Baby girl, I know I messed up. I promise you I'm not going anywhere. Okay? I'll be back. I promise. I promise I'm not going anywhere. Jack said with speech broken, trying to speak through the tightening of his throat from crying. As Amber remembered that day and what happened, Dr. Green positioned her head in front of her to catch her gaze. Wherever you just went, Whatever you just remembered that connected you to that moment, that is the same thing these kids have felt in one way or the other, at one time or the other, for the same and different reasons. Dr. Green said as she smiled at Amber warmly. This place, this moment, this opportunity can change their lives and yours. Let me help you like you helped her. Dr. Green said, smiling and looking at a spot in front of her. Amber, looking confused, thinking she was talking about one of the children, questioned. Help, too. At the moment she said it, 
Bajwa appeared directly in front of them, smiling, sitting cross-legged in a chair. What? Who? Amber, in a startled stumble, lurched backwards. The shock in her face plastered as Bajwa sat grinning in front of her. But who? What? Amber started to respond before Bajwa stood and walked toward her after cleaning her fingernails. My name is Bajwa. I got the power to do this from you. I was hurt in the hospital when I got a blood transfusion with your blood in it. When I came to, after some complications I had at home, I discovered I could do this. I haven't stopped since. Bajwa said as she put out her hand to shake Amber's hand. You're blackjack. My dad almost died because of you. I'm not shaking your damn hand. Amber said, glaring back at her. Don't act like that. He aight. Me and your dad actually go way back. I wasn't going to hurt him. I was just in the jam and I had to get out of it. You don't know how hard it is out here yet. Bajo said as she shrugged off Amber's not shaking her hand and dropped it to sit back down in her seat in front of them. Dr. Green stepped in front of Amber with a tablet in her hand. I don't think you give her credit for being as informed as she actually is, Bajua. I'm more than certain she's seen this. Dr. Green turns the screen to Amber, showing the Castile trial and the tears Miss Castile shed. In the video camera to the right, behind Miss Castile in the gallery sat Amber with tears in her eyes at the verdict. She gets it. She knows what's going on in this country. Look who her father is. She knows about the injustices going on. What I want to ask, what I want to see, is if she has the heart of her father. Is she determined to do something about it to change it? Dr. Green asks Amber, leaning back to catch Amber's gaze as they lock eyes. Do something like what? Amber asks, looking down at the floor briefly before slowly looking up at Dr. Green again. Dr. Green smiles warmly with a hint of snide. You saw what happened to Mrs. Castile, how they killed the only family she had left after she served enslaved for this country with no recognition. After her entire family gave their lives for this country to protect everybody's right to freedom, she begged them to just do the right thing to just stand for the justice they would stand for and demand for anybody else. Yet they spit in her face. Just like this country has done for too long to all of us, we give everything of ourselves and love despite torture and hatred. And we're returned hatred and maltreatment, evil plans and evil devices. Dr. Green says, placing her hands behind her back with a disdain tempered over her beautiful brown face. Amber gazed through the window at the children now embracing each other after training. Loving the love and camaraderie she was shown from them, and then seeming safety they felt among one another. The solidarity and peace of being able to show and be fully who you are without hatred or worrying of scaring someone. Well, that baby, that is just the tip of a big ass iceberg. It's a 0.1 on a 100-point Richter scale compared to what's coming. I've seen it with my own eyes. The people who showed up to get you, DeMaurier and Shelby, yeah, 
They want what's inside you too. To use it against your dad, your mom, these kids, your people, me. I saw what they've been planning. I have records, videotaped all kinds of other evidence of the plan that's coming. My husband saw it too, and when he came home too. Dr. Green stops for a moment, wincing as if regathering herself from a painful blow. They are planning to kidnap you. Kidnap these kids and hone your abilities from your very DNA for them to use it as they please. To give the hateful among us the power to suppress us even further. To really create a master race. I infiltrated their little shit to run the tables on them and I'll be damned if I allowed them to kill and terrorize us as long as I'm breathing. Dr. Green said as she approaches Amber, softly taking steps towards her, staring her in the eyes as she grabs her face gently below her jawbone. Amber stares back, somewhere between raw rage and confusion. I will not force you to do anything. What I will do is show you the truth. The same truth I showed these kids in Badua to help them see both what's coming and why we need to work inside the system built to hate us, use us, and spit us out. As black women, we have always been the backbone of our people. We've given the most and reaped the least. The time is now for us to take the reins and lead ourselves and our people into a new era of actual equality. That starts with you. It starts with what's inside you, with what's in your blood, with what God placed in your DNA. Like I told you, I won't force you, baby. I'm just here to tell you and show you the truth for yourself. Will you allow me to show you? Dr. Green asks, staring into her eyes. Amber prepares to answer, taking steps towards the window where the kids are. Kaboom! A heavy metal door erupts, curling and falling into the room as smoke and dust from it shrouds the assailants. I don't believe in hidden women, but today may be a special circumstance. Jack says as the smoke clears and he stares a hole into Bajwa and Dr. Green. Amber shocked flips her gaze to her father and ace blade standing in the door dad amber starts to speak before being interrupted by dr green it's about time you two showed up i've been waiting on you all morning especially given your buddy ace blade is the one who gave her up in the first place he didn't tell you dr green says with her arms folded and a slick smile on her face what are you talking about? You're the one who smuggled her here. Ace Blade says, stepping through the door into view. Yes, but you're the one that led me to her. Hmm. Here's the tea. Uh-oh, sookie sookie now. Now, I know y'all heard what just happened there. Uh, hopefully you noticed that subtle music difference as well. Uh... That was definitely uh, meant to be there. Um, business is picking up, as Jim Ross used to say on WWE. Y'all used to watch wrestling too. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, definitely about to be a slobber knocker. Another one from Jim Ross. Hope he doesn't mind me using that. But yeah, it's just about to be. It's about to go down. I mean, y'all know what time it is. All this stuff going on. Lumberjacks and Ace Blade being cool, and now you find out Ace Blade's the reason that she in there in the first place. Hey, listen, bro. Uh, 
I'm not going to get into what's going to happen. I'm going to just let y'all see. Next episode will be out soon. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope you keep coming back and telling people about us. Love y'all. See y'all next week.